Uh, hi, and welcome to your own podcast, podcast for the Ontario Animal Health Network. I'm Dr. Melanie Barham, the coordinator for Owen, and I'm joined today by Dr. Luke Bergeron, who is a veterinarian within MAPAC, um, which is our uh, OMAFRA counterpart within Quebec. And Luke is here today to talk to us about uh, Salmonella Dublin. So welcome, Luke. Thank you. Um, so can you tell us uh, what's known about Salmonella Dublin, situ- what the situation is with Salmonella Dublin in Quebec? Uh, sure. Well, uh, it's uh, it's a disease that uh, emerged in Quebec uh, starting in 2011. Uh, the first clinical cases that we uh, we had were in a veal operation, um, and all of these cases at that time were uh, were investigated. And what we found out, uh, uh, what was constant, uh, there was always an history of imported animals. Uh, from the United States, and we knew that this disease was endemic in some states. Uh, so uh, what we feel is that uh, uh, this is how it got uh, into Quebec. Um, now we had uh, some clinical cases in 2011, a little bit more in 2012, and uh, in 2013 and 14, it continued to, uh, uh, to we continue to have other cases in veal operation. Uh, but the difference was that uh, when we investigated these cases, there wasn't always an history of imported animal from the United States. Mm-hmm. So at that time, what we, uh, the, the, the question that we had, uh, we wanted to know how these new uh, herds got contaminated. So basically there was uh, two options, or a little bit both of them. Uh, were they contaminated because of a breach in biosecurity? Were they contaminated, for example, by a, a visitor or a vehicle that was contaminated in a positive herd and then got to a, a negative herd? Or was it just the fact that uh, the, the disease was circulating in dairy herds and we didn't know about it? Okay. So what we decided to do at that time uh, and was at the beginning of 2015, we decided to put in place a prevalence survey. Uh, and what the prevalence survey told us is that we, we estimate uh, that in 2015, 6.8% of dairy uh, farms uh, had at least one animal seropositive for that disease. Wow, okay. So uh, at, at that same time, uh, in 2015, uh, we started also to have a lot more clinical cases in dairy operation. So, okay. as for today, in 2016, uh, what we can say about the situation in Quebec is that it's clearly endemic in veal operation. We continue to have uh, clinical cases uh, pretty often. And in the dairy sector, uh, it's also a, a, a disease that is endemic uh, right now, uh, and also in 2016, we had our first clinical cases in a cow-calf operation. Uh, so what we can see for now, it's it's a, a disease clearly uh, present in uh, our province, and this is something that the uh, the, the bovine sector as a whole and the, the bovine producer uh, has to live uh, with it for now, right now. Okay, gotcha. So, Luke, I understand that the bovine industry has been pretty proactive with working on the prevention and control side of things um, with Salmonella Dublin. So, can you tell us what what, uh, specific initiatives you guys have been working on? 
Sure. So uh, uh, the first thing was we did uh, was to put in place a working group in uh, 2012 uh, with the different stakeholders uh, uh, that are uh, that are uh, involved in animal health, uh, bovine health in Quebec. Uh, and the thing we we, we work on, um, the first thing that we make sure was uh, was taken care of is that we wanted to have uh, a follow up for uh, every positive case that were detected. So what we decided to do that we decided to uh, that the government would pay for a two-hour visit by the private practitioner responsible for that herd, and uh, during that visit, that recommendation would be given for uh, to, to make sure that three main objectives were attained. The first one was to make sure that measures were put in place to better control the disease within the herd. Okay. Um, so we wanted to make sure that uh, in terms of the, the impact that this disease could have uh, on uh, that herd for uh, mortality on, uh, on the, 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 the veal, for example, to make sure that this impact would be limited as much as possible. Then the okay. second objective was to put in place measure to limit the risk that other farms would be contaminated by that farm. And the last one, but a very important one, was to make sure that the producer could put in place different measures to uh, protect public health. Because as we know, uh, this is a, a, a zoonotic disease. Okay. So that, that was the first thing uh, that we did, and this is, uh, this is still going on. Um, the other thing that was done, and that we're still working on it right now, is that we we as a as a working group tried to identify what were the the biggest challenges for the, the the next few years to make sure that we wouldn't get another situation like that so this disease uh, first it emerged on our territory uh, but also it it progress uh, the, the progress of that disease was was kind of uh, uh, was kind of fast and it, it didn't took uh, didn't take uh, many years to uh, to uh, to become endemic so it, it became endemic pretty easily so uh, what what the two priorities or the two biggest challenge that were identified uh, well the first one was to make sure that uh, bovine, uh, bovine producer uh, would improve their best practices when introducing or moving an animal. Uh, because as we know, uh, the main source, uh, the most important source of new herds being contaminated is the introduction of an animal with an unknown health status for uh, SWN or a positive health status for SWN. And also because we know that if uh, producer improve these best, these best practices, it's uh, it's also going to benefit them for other disease. Uh, so for some of them, of course, but for other disease too. Um, so Luke, how? Oh, sorry, I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt you, but how um, no? how is that communicated? The health status of the farm, like, is it logged on with MAPAC, or is it kept with the industry group, or is it just something that the farmer just knows? Yeah, well, for now, what what we're trying to do is 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 just to try to change uh, change the the, the the practices that they have. So uh, okay. we're we're giving out information to uh, producer on how to do this, but still okay. we 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 believe that it has to come from the producer. 
So okay. what we're telling them is we're giving out information. A lot of uh, conference has been done in the last year. Uh, that's what we've done a lot. And then we're going to put in place a different, uh, different initiative that are, are already funded or are going to be funded in the future to make sure that uh, these best practices will be put in place. So this okay. is an ongoing uh, thing, but uh, we, we've started to work on this uh, in the last year. Okay, very good. Um, and you, sorry, I had interrupted you as well because you said there was an, there was another uh, there was a second thing. Yeah, the second challenge uh, that we feel is very important is uh, we feel that the the bovine sector as a whole needs to improve the level of biosecurity. So for the bovine producer, but also for the the service people that can visit uh, farms on an everyday basis. And also on, on different sites where uh, animals are gathered, like slaughterhouse, auction, or assembly yards, we want to make sure that the level of biosecurity uh, is improved. Uh, because uh, we know that another way that this disease, or in fact uh, many other diseases, can be transmitted from farm to farm uh, by, by the way of vectors that could be contaminated uh, by uh, SWN, like uh, visitors, vehicle, or material. So this is another part where I think it's really important that as a whole sector, uh, it, needs, it really needs to be improved. And as for the, the best practices when introducing or moving an animal, I think biosecurity is pretty, uh, pretty much the same in terms of there's, there's room right now uh, in the sector uh, so that those two things uh, need to be improved. There's room for improvement, that's for sure. Okay, great. Sounds like a heck of a working group. You guys got a lot done in a few years. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty active uh, working group, and uh, uh, what 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 uh, I I think it's it's really the way to do it because if if uh, for example the government or the industry or any other stakeholders like the, the the association of vet practitioner if they try to do it alone it just won't work so uh, everybody has to be in the same boat and uh, the, the, I think this is the way to do it. Uh, uh, at times we 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 feel that uh, things are 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 not always moving as fast as we want, but I think it's just the the, the way it is. Uh, but uh, uh, when I, I look back at what has been done in the last few years, uh, there's some things that have been done and some very positive things. So uh, I feel we're going in the right direction. Okay, sounds good. Um, and sorry, can I you just can I just circle back to who's on the working group? I don't think I had asked you that. So who uh, you mentioned vet practitioners and MAPAC and industry no. is that who else is on it? Yeah. So uh, in the working group, uh, of course, there's the industry. So uh, we have les producteurs de lait du Québec, which are milk producer. Les producteurs de bovins du Québec, which are uh, uh, the bovine producer. Um, uh, Beef producer. That's for the. Yeah. Pardon me. Uh, beef producers? Yeah, beef producers, yeah. sorry. Uh, and then on the, we have also uh, Valacta, which is uh, uh, part of, uh, uh, of the industry here, uh, the, the, the milk industry in Quebec. Uh, also, of course, uh, we need uh, the scientific expertise, so uh, the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine is also uh, part of that group. Uh, the Association of uh, Vet Practitioners, the AMVPQ, as we call, uh, call it in Quebec, and uh, uh, also there's uh, the government, uh, so we're, we're part of it. Uh, and I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 that's, that's the different organization that participate in the, that working group. 
Okay. Um, now, I guess um, the question that came to my mind, uh, so our listeners, uh, veterinarians out there may or may not know this, but the, our Owen program, the Ontario Animal Health Network, um, was came from the idea of Rezo, um, which is our sister program in, in Quebec. That's where we got the idea for Owen, and um, and we've really benefited from having uh, from having you guys as mentors for uh, seeing how to do, how to do things right, I guess. Um, so, how is this? How did the Rezo group get involved, if at all, in this issue? Yeah, well, the Rezo group first. Uh, uh, first, this is a surveillance network, so uh, everything uh, everything about surveillance. Uh, we try to build it through the, the our our uh, bovine network, uh, so that we make sure, in terms of uh, uh, passive surveillance, that uh, uh, that uh, the, the the vet practitioner. So we will communicate often with the vet practitioner to give them uh, give them an update on uh, what uh, what exactly is happening, what's the situation. Uh, the state of the situation for uh, Samuel Dublin, and we're g- also going to communicate with vet practitioner uh, to uh, to let them know uh, what we're expecting in terms of uh, uh, what type of sample should be uh, so should be sent in, what type of situation, uh, in what type of situation should they call uh, the bovine network. So really, uh, the, the the surveillance activities are organized uh, around the bovine network, and a lot of the communication activities are also uh, also done by the, the bovine network. Okay, good to know. Um, all right, perfect. Was there anything else you wanted to add uh, before we conclude or, or any final remarks you wanted to share with our Ontario practitioners? Uh, well, I think it's uh, it's it's clearly a disease that uh, uh, in Quebec here that that has emerged, and it's 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 a disease that that can have an impact on animal health first because there's some mortality uh, in the younger animals, but also an impact uh, on uh, the public health. Uh, so this is a disease. Some of Dublin is it's not a, you cannot say some of Dublin is the same thing that other salmonella serotype because it's a lot more invasive and uh, usually the disease is a lot more severe in human and in animal. So clearly it's it's something that we need to be preoccupied with. Uh, and also it's it I think it showed us that uh, in the bovine sector uh, the way the disease. Uh, took place in our province, the way it emerged, the way it progressed, uh, I think it, it shows us that we need to improve our practices, best practices when introducing or moving an animal and biosecurity. I think this is a, uh, something we knew before, uh, but this this situation with Samuel Dublin is a way to convince producer that uh, it, it, we really need to uh, to improve biosecurity and uh, and best practices when introducing or moving an animal. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Luke. That's fabulous. Th- uh, have a great day. All right. Thanks.